Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, go for it. Good morning, everyone. It's the one and only V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live with my main man, CJ, a.k.a. El Coco, a.k.a. the master of the flux capacitor. And we'll give you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Follow us on Twitter, at the Rogue Money. Rogue Money on Facebook, DTube, Steam it. iTunes, Apple News, and every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're everywhere you want us to be. Then some in a bag of chips. Also, check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com. Whether you want your CBD extract, 99.99999% pure, made from CBD isolates, wrapped in deliciousness, it is the perfect vehicle for you to improve your health. Check it out, mycbdedibles.com. Whether it's granolas, whether it's chocolate, peanut butter, Buckeyes, Almond, coconut, truffles, you name it, the deliciousness is there. And also, maybe you don't want to eat something. Maybe you want to have a nice, smooth drink. Well, I can't recommend enough for you the CBD-infused coffee. 100, 100% Arabica beans, baby. Real dry roasted, beautiful coffee made right there, given to you, infused from the boys and the girls over at mycbdedibles.com. El Cuco is there making sure that everything is managed properly and that your delivery arrives sublime and on time. With that being said, also check out thecryptoschool.io, thecryptoschool.io. Uh, whether you want to learn how to trade or you want to learn about cryptocurrencies, thecryptoschool.io is the place to start. Learn how you can survive the upturns and downturns, the swings and the dings of what, of what goes on in the crypto markets thecryptoschool.io, and also check out remaincom.net. Remaincom.net, whether you are freaking out because collectors are kicking down your door waving the 4-4, check out remaincom.net. These guys will kick the collectors in the nuts. And with that being said, CJ, what's crackalacking, bro? Hey, good morning, V. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, How how are you you this morning? I'm doing well, man. I... uh... You know, a little relaxed. Uh, thank God it's Tuesday. It, it feels like it was a Wednesday when I woke up this morning, Siege. You know, I didn't it, realize it, it was a Tuesday. It does feel a little bit later in the week for for some reason, V, and I can't quite can't point. Maybe maybe it's because of the the last uh, couple of nights that we've been been forced to kind of watch the news cycle with maybe just a little bit of imp- information about important happenings in the world, V. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of important happenings. Why don't we start off with a very important happening that just happened yesterday? Uh, my God, I mean, Donald Trump has set history. Uh, did you before I even get into that? Did you see Dennis Rodman crying? I I did, I did, yeah, I did. It was great. I think I started he, crying he, a little bit with him. I did too. I I actually went back. And I watched because it, it motivated me because I, I read several, several years ago, my gosh, his book, As Bad As I Want to Be. 
And uh, long story short, go into it. I, you know, I watched his highlight reel. I watched his induction into the NBA Hall of Fame. He, he, his entire life has been a very emotionally charged individual. V, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, without a doubt, man. That dude grew up rough. Dennis Rodman, man, that guy very much is probably um, he, he. He literally said the best. Obama didn't give me the time of day. And uh, that right there explains the whole entire thing. Obama didn't give me the time of day. And uh, for him to be a part of this momentous thing where he's actually taking it seriously, people, you know, look at his image, his image, the way he looks and says, like, this guy's a crazy idiot. He, what would he know? And uh, surprise, surprise, he knows quite a bit. And, um, you, you know, and that's a great that's a great place to start because VI, yeah. I, I'm witnessing a lot of people not understanding it because they don't take the time to research. They don't take the time to understand the significance of the role that Rodman has played with the negotiations, with building the relationship with Kim Jong-un. I mean, there's a long history there, right? And we, right. we have this MSM, we have this radical left that are utilizing it strictly just on uh, upon Dennis Rodman's race. They're like, yeah. oh, here we go again. Another just They wanna point out just another black man supporting Trump. That's not it at all. Stop with the stupidity. Do some research. Get off of your MSM, your whatever you watch, whatever you're tuned into, to do some research. And with a quick, easy search, you can find out that Dennis Rodman, with his basketball diplomacy, as much as people want to laugh that off, that started several, several years ago that he made yeah. inroads to kind of help build and forge this relationship fee. And you guys got to look at it this way, right? This guy, you said about dude. He it took years and years, and he made inroads. He made inroads to a hermit kingdom, a kingdom, a country just completely cut off from every other country in the world. And every diplomat, okay, that has tried, that has tried to get into there, you know, from the Western sense, has failed miserably. Dennis Rodman was able to achieve that. Dennis. Rodman was able to pull that off. Dennis Rodman was able to get these things together and really kind of soften Kim up in a little way. I have no doubt about it. And and um, it's, it's quite remarkable to see that Trump and Kim's historic meeting, it's an amazing, amazing event. It is. Okay, it is a huge event. And this event, folks, it's it it it's momentous, and I think it's it's the most dominating event of all in all the headlines because you simply cannot ignore it at this point. And Sage, one of the things is that they 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 signed, and you might want to break this down. Trump again signed comprehensive letter to end historic summit and follow on to agree with negotiations, and those negotiations are ending nuclear proliferation in the Korean Peninsula. And the fact, okay, most people don't know this, but there's a strategic reasoning why the meeting was done in Singapore. You know, we have what is called the Singapore model. And the Singapore model, okay, the Singapore model is a model where everybody's so diverse. Singapore is a very, very diverse country in Asia, okay? 
And the first prime minister of Singapore was Lee Kuan Yew. Okay, the man is a legend. He was almost like a benevolent dictator. Okay. And this is a guy that took Singapore from a backward third world port and made it into a first world commercial hub. Made it into a merchant and shipping powerhouse. Made it into the absolute envy of the world. And then he retired. And that is Lee Kuan Yew. And the Singaporean model, folks, is there's people of so much diverse backgrounds there that you and, and they're so intermingled that you really can't hate on anyone there, number one. And the Singaporean model, most importantly, shows what can be done when you have right people in charge and in control. And this guy, okay, the late. Lee Kuan Yew goes down in Singaporean history as one of the most benevolent individuals that really loved his country. And he built it up. He built up Singapore, created a parliamentary form of government, and then he stepped down and handed off power. And now Singapore is, it is what it is today. That guy did that. So to bring Kim in, Kim, who only understands this totalitarian way of doing things, Kim understands that, hey, you know what? Here he is. He's in Singapore. He's staying at these nice hotels. He's eating delicious food from all over the place. He sees, I mean, guys, if you haven't been to Singapore, Singapore makes any place in the United States look like a toilet bowl. I mean, it, it is freaking gorgeous, clean, done right, very, very, like, non-existent, very, very low crime, very safe place. And Kim is looking at this saying, hey, you know what? They are trying to psychologically foster into his psyche that, hey, man, you could be. And there's a chance here if goodness will prevail in this world, if goodness can have an opportunity to take root and prevail in this world, there is a chance that Kim Jong-un could have a complete 180-degree change in the way he conducts his life, the way he rules his country, where he could be in the next Lee Kuan Yew, where he could lead North Korea, which sits on over $9 trillion worth of rare earth minerals and strategic metals. Okay, They are mineral rich. He could be the one he can be the one that brings North Korea out of the doldrums of the tyrannical past. He could be the one that spearheads it into a prosperous future and then steps back after he sets up a parliamentary form of government. And then maybe he could be the one that unites the Korean Peninsula, making for the first time in a long time, one Korea instead of a North and South Korea, but one Korea. And then he could step back and go down in history and go down in history. 
as a hero, as someone who was turned back from the brink. I mean, think about it. This is terrifying to the deep state. This is terrifying to the liberals. Terrifying, CJ. My God, the DNC is shaking in their boots right now. Terrifying. And the man who helped broker in on this, the man who used the influence, I mean, this is remarkable. Because when you objectively look at the situation of how Trump is dealing with this, when you objectively look at it, you see that he's working with the Japanese. You see he's working with South Korea. You see him working with the Chinese. He's working with the regional powers there to create to create an environment of positive cooperation with North Korea. He's working with the Singaporeans. In other words, he's working with the power brokers in that region to facilitate a positive change in that region. That's remarkable. That's remarkable. It is. Think about how it was under... uh, I'll tell you right now. I don't know what the definition of is, is. Under him. Slick Willie. Think about how it was under George H.W. Bush and, and Bill Clinton and George W. Bush and Barack Obama. Think about how it was. Well, when they want to deal with North Korea, they dealt with North Korea with a 10-foot pole, working not with the regional partners on that er- in that area in a positive way, but through provocation and through threats, and through, in some cases, capitulation with who? Western partners in Europe. What the hell does Western European partners have to do with a problem in the 38th parallel? Nothing. Nothing. I remember vividly Clinton, Madeleine Albright. I remember vividly Secretary of State Ramsey. I remember vividly uh, Francois Mitterrand. I remember uh, uh, vividly uh, uh, Jacques, President Jacques Chirac. I remember that the, the you know the, the the times that they have tried because they're again using the Western. New World Order type modality to solve a problem in the East. It doesn't work. But this time, look at Trump's approach. He's talking with China, working with G. They have a good relationship. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but I have. They have a good relationship. Working with the Chinese, working with Abe, working with Singapore. Working with Russia, the Trump Putin summit is next. These are explosive things, and the freaking liberals cannot stand it. And in the middle of it all is a young Korean leader who stands on the precipice of history. And that is why this entire meeting was done in Singapore. That is why the Singaporean model is a perfect model for Korea. For North Korea in particular. This is a model that Kim Jong-un could follow. 
And I think it's a positive, positive direction. I'm hoping and praying for success, CJ. Hoping and praying for success. Yeah, and it's it's very hard, V. It's very hard to avoid uh, in this discussion the, the the political aspect, and you know, primarily because that's what everyone wants to make the conversation, right? And and so it's it's very hard to avoid bringing up the uh, predecessors, the failures uh, that have happened significantly with the previous administrations. It's hard not to point that out. Now, here's one thing, you know, we're going to hear this today, tomorrow, we're going to hear from the uh, MSM, we're going to hear from people who do not recognize the significance of this, they're going to state V, well, really nothing was accomplished. All they did was just sign a letter of, of proposals, of intents, of, of doing these things. That's all that really did. There was nothing of substance. Well, so the, to those naysayers, to those people who believe that, then I think that you're forced to go into that conversation of the predecessors and say, where, exa- where exactly did they get? What did they accomplish other than building up their nuclear arsenal? And, and in fact, previous actions by previous administrations led to a, a nuclear North Korea. So it's kind of hard to avoid that. It's kind of difficult to avoid that many of the political pundits are using this for you know, talking points that, oh, this is going to do great for the 2018 midterms. And and I get that. I understand that. But I think that the understanding the geopolitical realignment that's occurring, something that you just touched on, is something that I think that we need to we need to embrace. We we need to leverage this opportunity. This is a great time to recognize the the role that China and, and Russia played leading into this conversation. This is a great time for Trump to recognize the fact that in dealing with Iran, he's going to have to bring Russia and China into the conversation. It's a great time to say, hey, you know what? I am going to meet with Vladimir Putin. I am going to talk about this because they're doing some great things with the One Belt Road project. So this is a great platform to jump from uh, to continue that momentum with the geopolitical reformation that's occurring, V. It tremendously is. It tremendously is. And I think, you know, you know, Russia Insider, there's uh, James George Jatris. James George Jatris uh, had a great article. And uh, he said one man is at the epicenter of seven big positive global changes. One man. It's Donald Trump. This is from Russia Insider. And you all know about the Trump-Kim summit. But the Trump-Putin summit is there. And Austria which is a an ant and look at where again this is significant look at where he's meeting or you want or he's hinting at meeting president putin hinting at meeting in austria which is significant because austria which has completely turned the corner is kicking immigrants out they just shut down seven mosques and they booted out over 60 imams they ain't playing around Austria says to the EU, go stick it up your rear end with the migrants. They ain't playing around. And Austria is willing to hold all the host the whole thing because Austria, like Italy, understands it is the best thing for Europe to get along well with Russia. And why not allow the United States to be a part of that deal? My God, peace, real peace in our time is possible. The Trump-Putin summit is a reality. It's going to happen. If that happens, it's, it's tremendous. 
And that is another, if Trump meets with Putin right after he meets with Kim, this is a geopolitical windfall. Please, somebody over at the corrupt Nobel Foundation, please, just give the man a peace prize. Not like that charlatan Odumbo. Okay? I mean, right now, Donald Trump is crapping all over the history of, of, of Barack Obama. His entire, I mean, Barack Obama is going to have the most forgettable presidential legacy in American history. He is going to be as forgettable, he's going to be even more forgettable than even Jimmy Carter at this point, TJ. Even at this point. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're seeing the Russia gate turning into Spygate. It's backfiring on the Liptards. European populism marches on. Okay. Italy, the third largest economy in the, in the Eurozone, too big to be smacked around like Greece, joins the populist bloc centered in Visegrad Group plus Austria. This is of particular importance with respect to the EU and Germany's disastrous open door migration policy. Trump's behind, you know, he, he wants that. He wants a nationalistic, okay, nationalistic governments to be rising in the EU. And I, I love it. I love it. Trade. Huge. Huge. The fact that Trump's out there saying, hey, wh where's Russia in the G7? He's trolling these people. So these are all positives. And folks, like we said, when he does good, when he's doing the positive thing, I never once sit there and say, hey, Donald Trump's part of the establishment. Donald Trump. No, 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 no. He's doing what he can. He's fighting the good fight. Does he mess up? Hell yeah, we, we call it out over here. But when he does good like this, this is good. This is good. This is positive. This is positive. So Q or no Q, Trump's changing the game in a very bigly way, CJ. A very bigly way. Yeah, I mean, the G7, uh, the Insolvent 7 meeting, you know, was just a, a pure example of the changing of the guard uh, that's occurring, V. And uh, Pepe Escobar wrote a, a great article. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here real quick that he significantly talks about uh, the, the meaning behind that, where we witness, you know, China, Russia having a completely separate, you know, economic forum. And and look look what happened. Look what transpired at the the Insolvent Seven, right? Where they they want to stick to the old guard. They want to stick to the the old paradigm of the things that's occurring. But look at the new relationships that Putin and Xi are forming. Look at look at what specifically is happening with the inroads that they're making. Everything from infrastructure to energy. This massive this massive shift that's occurring in the economic development that's occurring. And yet we need to have a seat at that table. So so why not break away from that old guard uh, of the insolvent seven, insolvent six, whatever they are. And join with this. I mean, it's it's a great opportunity to say, you know what, I've 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 made an accomplishment here. I, I am going to meet with Putin. I'm going to meet with Xi Jinping. We're going to talk about the One Belt One Road. You know how the U.S. could help in terms of an in infrastructure. I mean, if you think of where we are technologically, be and the fact that we don't have any type of really you know high speed transit, 
you know, there's several aspects of, of other technology that could be improved here in the States. I mean, it's just an, a golden opportunity uh, for us to embrace this and, and, and join uh, with that, that movement. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a stark contrast to uh, what Angela Merkel is proposing uh, alongside with her Canadian um, girlfriend, uh, Justin Trudeau. So anyway, uh, what else do we have, man? What else do we want to touch base on? Something to keep an eye on? Yeah, let's let's ju- let's jump into that one, V. All right. So the New York Times has this report out there, and it's 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 unverified, but it's something that uh, you should be mindful of uh, and keep an eye on. Let's see what transpires. It could be disinfo for all we know. The New York Times reports that the United Nations is pulling its staff from a besieged Yemeni port of Al Hudia. You ever seen the movie with Shasha Baron Cohen called The Dictator? Yeah. Al Wadia. <laughs> He's from Wadia. Al Hudia as a massive assault on the country's elite humanitarian lifeline appears eminent. UN staff played a key role in delivering foreign aid through what is now one of the besieged countries' only humanitarian access points to the outside world, through which 80% of humanitarian aid flows. The New York Times details the UN evacuation comes after member countries were told that an attack by forces led by the UAE was eminent, according to diplomats, according to two diplomats briefed on the matter. Houthi and other allied Yemeni tribal forces have held the port city of 600,000 for the last two years after ousting the Saudi-backed government in Sana'a three years ago. The Saudi military coalition currently besieging the country through airstrikes and sea blockade claims Al-Hudia is a key arms smuggling point through which Iran (laughs) supplies the Shia Houthis including sophisticated ballistic missiles which have hit locations inside Saudi Arabia within the past year. This is definitely, guys, something to watch. Um, Look, it it, it don't matter what Saudi Arabia does. They can't close off Yemen to the outside world. Just can't do it. Um. What I would tell you right now is the Saudi venture in Yemen is is doing poorly, and it's going to end miserably for all of them. So that's my take on it. That is something to watch. Um, so it's 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 not you you know really a U.S. Saudi coalition assault. It's it's really a UAE Saudi coalition assault. Again, folks, the new the Middle East is being rearranged. I spoke about it the other day. Uh, in terms of energy and energy policy. Uh, oil is not the big thing that it once was in that region. And then that's it, dude. I think we covered the gambit. Yeah, just, you know, and I've said this before, so it probably sounds like a, a broken record, V, but, you know, now's, now's that time where the the attempt the, the to, to control the narrative of, of what's happening. And right now with, with the, the news of the meeting, that there's a significant amount of momentum going. Uh, let's just be mindful of that and watch today, tomorrow, of any other type of of, uh, of an event, uh, something to attempt to change the news cycle to try to gain the narrative back. Uh, that's what they do time and time again. So just just you know be cautious of that uh, these next these next few days. Yep, absolutely. And with that being said, CJ, we are over and we are out. Take it away, my man. 